Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Avanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. Welcome back to the Bora Breakdown podcast, um, and it's the start of a Bora Breakdown shake-up. Um, I'm joined by the owner of Everything MFC, Dana, and my good friend from Mabel Media, Mr. Elliot Venice. Um, let's start things off. Um, last night, Bora beat Crystal Palace, Premier League team, one goal to nil, Lewis Wings got an absolute screamer, probably could have been more. Um, how do you think we, we played last night? we were good I thought we were good against a Premier League team I thought we looked looked better than in league games anyway I mean we created chances but the Achilles Borough's Achilles heel has taken them and you know John Hugo had a few chances tried again but didn't really come to anything unfortunately for him but no I thought we played well I thought it was it was, it was an enjoyable game to watch compared to the league games anyway yeah I've got to run out. yeah um, I agree um so I, I, I like Braithwaite um, so with his forward runs. Friend was backing him up pretty nicely compared to sort of how he was on Saturday. Um, so I thought Friend was playing well. Um, yeah, we, we were pretty up, pretty good all over the pitch really. And I thought when it came to the end and they were they were piling the pressure on, we defended in numbers and got seen it through. Really, so. No, I agree. Um, in terms of George Friend, and I, I didn't put this in my notes, but I kind of feel like I owe an apology a little bit. I know, like he's been like poor in recent weeks. I can't be saying he's finished, but that was like George is probably his, his best yeah. again, wasn't it? On no, he was he was on, good on last night. I, I agree. But then again, I'm expecting them to have an absolute shit game and get being proved right again. <laughs> but that's the type of person I am. So, um, but there is one player that probably will take all the headlines and doubtly so, uh, rightly so. Lewis Wing scored an absolute world. He set himself up well quite fortunate how we pushed the ball out and it bubbled nicely for the, mm. the nice, it was kind of like a half volley in the end but how do you think he played and do you think he should be in that team against Stoke on, on Saturday the late kickoff? I think he should but it's a matter, I mean played 90 minutes I mm. don't think Pulis will, will, will want him to kind of start the game, I think he should be on the bench, I know Tav will probably be on the bench because McLean got injured but he was probably one of the reasons why I enjoyed watching it on um, well last night because I don't know, it's just that kind of attacking impetus that we're, we're missing. 
know, he provides it and he provides something different to Bessic and Housen. I mean, Housen's been good this season, yeah. but he's lacking. There's something in that midfield that's de- that we desperately need that's lacking, and I think Lewis Wing provides that. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree on uh, with Lewis Wing. Um, Dinner was saying there, obviously, about I don't think he'll get a start. Um, that'll just be down in minutes, but I think going forward, he should definitely be, be getting started with what he brings to the team. It'd be good to have him on the bench, and you know, if um, you know, I think that going right, you could bring him on because he, he is a player who can change a game because um, of the different style of play that he has to Housen and Bessage. Um, I mean, I, I was talking earlier um, with a friend about a wing, and we were obviously saying about um, comparisons to sort of younger players that um, get in Premier League sides, or I guess even Championship sides as well, where you know he's not he's not that young. He's no, he's, he's, he's twenty three, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So same age as the team Sterling, yeah. Yeah, he's he's more than senior enough to be you know to be playing um, professional first team football. So. You know, yeah, he might not have had the experience, um, the match experience, a lot, but it can't help. Uh, it can't, you know, can't harm him um, having that. So, and going forward, it's put him in. Um, cause that's how you're going to get yeah. match experience, isn't it? <laughs> There's no other way around it, really. So, it's, yeah. Um, I can. And Pulis came out the end. It was quite funny his comments, but I'm going to probably back Pulis up a little bit um, in terms of. What well, he's basically said on the lines of Lewis Winger, you, you will get his chance eventually. We're holding him back a little bit. Yeah. Um, in one of my head of social, he plays with the town, and they're basically saying that they're purposely holding Wing back a little bit so he learns and develops a bit more. Yeah. Um, it's not. This is not a criticism of Lewis Winger. It's, it's not. I thought when he's on the ball, he's very, very good. He's probably one of the best midfielders we have. He's creative. He gets the ball out of his feet, moves it well. He has an eye for a pass. Can score. But in terms of game management and game awareness, when you watch him on his own, he's always out that two or three yards out of position. Mm. And I think that's why Pulis gets really pissed off of him. And when I was watching it, Ledbetter would sit in front of the back four. Wing would be a bit too close to him. So you've got like two, and then you've got, you have Tav, who's Tav started in more like a forward position in that left. And kept getting cut a little bit on that, cut open a little bit on that right hand side. And then Pulis brought him over and said, right, you need to start, get a bit yard away, start yard away. And he started to do a little bit more and he started to get a little bit better. But I think his game management and his game awareness and he runs around like a bit of like a like a headless chicken sometimes when he doesn't need to be. Um but Tony Pilly said it, didn't yeah. he, after the game? He said he's got naivety in his yeah. game. So I suppose that's what he's alluding to. But I like him. I'd I'd like to see him in the side. But then again the question is like who do you replace? I think you would probably replace Housen. Mm. Um yeah. Housen's he's playing well, he's probably being what the better better. I think he's been better than Bezic and I think he's been a lot better than George Savile um, but George Savile's been shite um, and, and I, don't, I don't want to sound like really brutal but I, I liked him when he first started and he scored in his ball and, um, but the thing is with Savile he just went back over a little bit and I don't know whether it's him developing like Housen did a little bit but he just hasn't seemed to, to click so far um, but if, if Wing was to be in that position and if Wing was to get better I think it goes to your point as well where he has to be playing games Pulis has to be back on the bottom getting management and he's kind of a little bit like a down with Traore a little bit Traore under like Monk and under Cranker I wouldn't say useless when he wasn't as effective as he was um, but when he was under Pulis he kind of listened and then he started to learn game management and then he started to perform and he got his big move um, so I feel like Wing has to kind of follow in that 
but I'm gonna probably hide behind my sofa because I know about forty people are gonna start go after, like have the torches out now and be like, "How dare you criticize Lewis Wing?" No, I get what you mean. Yeah, I think he'll be out on loan in January. To be honest, I think they like, were gonna look. Yeah. They were gonna look out to to loan him, but it didn't happen. I think the Oval wanted him back desperately. Yeah. he really impressed there last season. But yeah, I I mean, I can see it happening. Yeah, I would be disappointed with that because um, it could be then like you're saying about that game management if it's, it's kind of coaching yeah. it could be when it gets to that point that it could be when he gets his chance um, but at the same time if he feels like he's not going to get that chance then either himself or you know, agent as well could be getting involved to say go on loan yeah. they even feel this might be saying that so well, it, it's a big step up as well I think people forget that is that he was playing at Sheldon like last season or the year before and now he's playing championship football and the standard's just ridiculous. Like I'm not saying from like going from division two to division one in Northern League football. Yeah. <laughs> like the standard just gets better. Um and he's jumped leaps and bounds to, to actually get to where he is. Um so but he's he's gonna learn. He'll learn the alone under the twenty threes and he'll learn whoever if he goes up on loan, I think he'll develop his game anyway. Um in terms of Tav, anyone like critiquing Tav at all? Anyone thought he played well last night or looked better in the team without him? I thought he was good. Yeah. I'd like to see him in the team but I think he has to be I think he has to be in the team obviously like I said McQueen's injured you know, he has to be in there but I liked him I thought he was he was much more direct last mm. night than under Gary Monk I think I mentioned it in the podcast with you maybe, uh, maybe the first one that I did that under Gary Monk he, I don't know it was like he was held back a little bit yeah. like he didn't really go at defenders but you know last night he did and that was brilliant to see because I thought that was part of his game you know, kind of mm. maybe a little bit reluctant, yeah. but yeah, last night it was a massive improvement, and um, you know, him and Wing were one of the reasons why I think we played so well yesterday because it's just that kind of hunger, that desire, yeah. and that's what we've been lacking in recent weeks. There's just nothing really going forward. Like we, it's like we don't really have any any idea, any any hunger, any desire to get forward. It's kind of just like very static. Yeah. Whereas with with Tav with Wing. You know they they want to get it forward because they're so eager to impress. Yeah, it was like the transition, wasn't it? Transi- the transition from defence to attack last night was a lot quicker than yeah. what we were um, in previous games. But when we were playing like the likes of Derby and the likes of Notts Forest, they just absolutely battered us and they just pressed us, so we couldn't we couldn't probably get out. So if we had like the likes of Wing and Tav, it might have given us an outlet. But if they weren't in position, they would have yeah. probably ripped us again. So it's kind of like. So yeah, I I guess it's. Uh... It's 50-50, isn't it? But uh, it's, it comes down to that entertainment value, which I'm sure we'll get on to later and then playing styles. But obviously, you're saying there about Wing and Tav going forward and being a bit more direct um, versus being out of position. It's like the transition from defence to attack in that derby game, it was mm-hmm. non-existent to my eye. It was kind of like the chances we got um, seemed to come from like set pieces and stuff. And it was like using our big six foot, six foot six weapon um, <laughs> to try and get a goal, which... Um, it well came in the end from an own goal, and I think was it after was it after a corner or a cross? Aiden Flint, Flint's header, and then right, okay. Yeah, so I mean, um, yeah, definitely that transition from defensive attack was a lot more fluid last night, and yeah, better to watch. I agree. Um, of course, that the the win last night, and um, also moving on, uh, the win last night, quarterfinals against Burton Albion, and. Um, Smells a little bit of Cardiff City, um, 2008 was it? 2008? Yeah. Um, smells a little bit like that. Middlesbrough, technically the favourites. Um, assuming the press will be there slating us as, as per. Um, 
great opportunity to get to a semi-final, especially against probably the top top four of English football. But what would you probably prefer? Um, would you prefer the cup run, or would you prefer us to focus on the league a little bit more? I prefer a cup run. Ivan, I mean the 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 cup for me is, is a lot more. I don't know. It just brings a lot more memories. I mean, I went to the Etihad and um, in Old Trafford and in Anfield, and I will never forget those those yeah. away days. They're just incredible. To to go to Premier League sides and you know beat them, mm-hmm. you know that's an unforgettable experience. And I mean, how many times can you say that you've watched your team win yeah. a cup? I mean, I know you have. Unfortunately, yeah. it was a little bit before I got into football, but it's just a, it's, it's an amazing experience to to watch your team kind of progress in the cup competition. And I mean, we've we've been promoted. Yeah. We can we have many chances to get promoted. You know, you don't really get an opportunity like this. We've got a, a fantastic opportunity to get into the semi-finals. Don't think it's going to be easy. I mean, it's Borough, no. um, banana skin. Can't quite believe the amount of people that are, are treating it a, a bit of a an easy pass or a free pass into the semis because you know what we're like. Mm. But no, it's a fantastic opportunity. I'd I'd like to see us, you know, go on a cup run. Yeah, no, definitely I completely agree with Dana um, like you said about potential banana skin um, I was looking earlier on at the teams uh, that beat to get here and they have the big Forest the big Villa the big uh, Burnley as well so it's you know it's going to be a difficult game still um, and they'll come believing exactly the same as us they want to get to a semi-final they want to get to a final do you know what I mean so it's um, but I wouldn't just love a cup run I'd like a, a cup win <laughs> like you said about memories you know what I mean it's um, we're not trophy laden in our history you know what I mean we've got that Carling Cup to our name and whatever mm. silly name trophies back in 19 or Blanc so it's um, you yeah, know the Intertoto Cup and stuff the like that Cups oh, and, yeah. but in, in recent times yeah in recent times it's kind of you know it, it's that so and it'd be even more special this time if it was to happen because you know, you'd be doing it from the championship. You'd be beating potentially, you know, who's left in Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, Man City. You know, could be one of those that you're beating to, to win it, and it'd be much more special than how it was before with, with playing Bolt Wanderers. So, um, no. But yeah. No, I agree. I think if we were to get in the semi-final, I think it's a great achievement for the football club, um, regardless. And if we don't progress from there, then I think we've had a great run. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but. I don't think we should take our focus away from the league entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it's a great opportunity for us to go up this year. Um, yeah. We've looked at the league and you've seen how tight it is. It shows how competitive the league is, but you can also say how poor it is at the same time. Um, we've gone to a position where we haven't invested well, um, and well, but obviously we have invested with Aid and Flint and stuff. We haven't got the, we have haven't got the right players to be creative. We're in the position where we're in. Um, I think I would probably prefer us to get promoted. No, um, because just realistically, I don't think we'll probably get much further yeah. than Burton. I think we should probably will be Burton. I think if we score early doors, then damn right we will. Hundred percent, we'll be playing like the Manchester City or playing Arsenal away from home. I'd actually probably prefer Tottenham if they went through, and um, just sort of probably go to the new stadium if it's actually yeah. ready. Yeah. Um, but I kind of just want—I want us to focus on the league a little bit more. Um, with that in mind. Third in the league, yeah, we're third, third or fourth. Um, third in the league, yeah. I have to check myself. I was like, I can't remember. Uh, it's been so long. Uh, third in the league, quarter final of a league cup. Um, we haven't really spent that much in the window. We've recouped, recouped all the money that Gary Monk spent um, in his tenure. 
Um, the question we had a couple of questions about Ian. Uh, well, from, not from Ian. Well, we had a question from Ian Smith. There was about Tony Pulis. Um, do you think he's Pulis a little bit unfair? Uh, the criticism that he receives from fans. I think I think I mean I understand the frustrations because I mean to be honest, since I'd say the Leeds game at Ellen Road yep. since the first international break, I don't think our performances have been that good. I mean the no. table is you know deceiving. You know you look at us third, the neutral probably think oh the championship final probably think well you know they're, they're playing well, but we're not. But I mean you put it into context. I think it was Ian that or somebody else mentioned on the on the page, um, you know that we're in the the quarterfinals. We are third. We haven't spent that much money. We lost our best player. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you put it like that, I mean, yeah, I think he does deserve more more credit. He certainly doesn't deserve to be, you know, slated to the high heavens like everyone does every week. He certainly, you know, doesn't deserve to have his team booed off when we're first in the table. But yeah, I do think he deserves more credit, much more credit than he gets. Yeah, I I, com- I completely agree. Um, you know, me myself, I'm not completely a fan of the of the style, and you know, maybe not everyone is as well. But I mean, you don't have to have to love it. It's you know, when I when I go on match days, it's it's for the love of, of Borough. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm there to support the club. I don't have to be there and be Tony Pulis' biggest fan. Yep. Um, but you know, he, at the moment he's the manager, so I'm gonna back him. Um, so it's one of them. You know, I'd never do anything. What some of these people are doing, whether the booing, the protesting, the, the kicking off so much about his style of play, because Pulis has always been like that anyway. Like you know that that's what he's all about, and he's effective at doing it. He's effective at getting results, and whether we like it or not, in England, it's a it's a result. Like football is a results business more than in other leagues because of the amount of money involved. So Steve Gibson obviously made that decision to get a manager in who can can get results, and so far. You know, like we just mentioned about the league position there, um, he's done pretty alright for the the budgets, like we've said, and the players that he set had as well. Yeah. Um, and as well when he first came in last season, sort of steadying the ship and getting sort of a team together, really from what it was where it was all over the place with Gary Monk. So no, I don't I, think he deserves the criticism. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll I'll probably rant about it in a second, but. Um, so we we got a couple of questions and one we, we kind of answered Ian's does he deserve like the crit- well he, is it unfair criticism but uh, Barry Simpson said is is it wrong to dare to criticise the manager's anti entertainment approach to football even though the results are reasonable um, should we just accept uh, we will not be entertained one bit for the price of season tickets um, so it's kind of like asking what would you prefer results or style of play. Um, kind of like an open question what would you guys prefer I'm probably going to run on in a second because I get really frustrated at this bit but um, what would you actually prefer in terms of results or style of play I think I think it's very difficult to answer um, but in short it's not wrong to criticise it um, I think it's kind of unfair but at the same time it's not wrong you know you're paying your money to go it's, it's not cheap you know we are expensive for second tier um, mm-hmm. club compared to most you know, second tiers around the world, um, but you know it's it's unfortunate that obviously that's the way football is. It's a it's a business game, isn't it? So it's kind of, and I, I think even if even if there's um it's not always uh, fully entertainment. There is that moments and spells where we've had in the season where we've scored good goals. I mean, away at Preston we've got a, a pretty decent goal that wasn't you know Pulis esque, but mm. it can be done. So it's. Um, 
and even then, even when it's not maybe down to the entertainment on the pitch, it's the entertainment of you know going on match day and getting involved, singing along, doing whatever, going on away days. That's there's still entertainment value there, and yeah. going to football games um, to to watch your team. So um, I don't know. I guess I guess answering it. Um, I'd probably prefer the results because if you get the results, then eventually the style of play will come because you can get better players in. So, yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I agree with that completely. And um, yeah, I mean, style of play evolves, doesn't it? You know, you mm-hmm. want to see your team do well, and and you know, you don't want to see your team play well and lose because at the end of the day, you're losing. Yeah. So you want to see your team be as successful as possible, and if that means that the football isn't as great, obviously you have a you know, a right to express your opinion because, like Elliot said, you know, you pay your money, but you know, you, it's it is about about results, and at the end of the day, I'd rather see Borough do well than, than not do well. Mm. So, I, I, I get I get really frustrated at this Here topic. We go. I, know, I get really really frustrated at it, and I just don't get the majority of Borough fans that slate Pulis all of the time. Um, like I'm not pro Pulis, I'm not anti Pulis or anything. Like that. I literally just watch games because I, I actually w- enjoy watching football. Now, Tony Pulis, he's came in in December, right? He hasn't spent a penny. Pretty well, he spent a bit in the in this uh, this the summer. He's brought in like Aidan Flynn. He brought in George Savile. Um, but anyway, in ter- in terms of that, he hasn't really spent that much. A manager really needs two years. He needs two years to kind of build his philosophy in the football team. I know it's results-based business now. He's only been here a year. He's tightened up the defence. You've got the best defence in the, the league. Um, it's the second best in English football behind Man City, on, on who have conceded three goals. So that's like an achievement in itself. Um, not spending compared to like the likes of Stoke or Nottingham Forest or... Um, well, there's a lot. I'm just saying that we haven't spent that much compared to other teams. Um, we're still in a better position than what we are. Um, yes, we haven't scored goals, and I think people get frustrated. I can see people's frustrated frustrations when you're not scoring goals at home. Like I get that. I get that aspect, but sometimes you just can't win football matches. Like you can't win them all, and people and Borough fans think, oh yeah, well we deserve to win every single game. Well, no, you fucking don't. There's better teams out there. Knott's Forest players off the pitch completely deserve the win win the game. Okay, like they might be they might be poor, but they they were brilliant on the day. Derby players off the pitch for the majority of the game we end up drawing one one, didn't you know, we grind out result. Um, but what I'm trying to say is I think Borough fans get so caught up in style when you don't need you. We're not gonna be Manchester City. We're not gonna be Tottenham Hotspur, we're not gonna be Arsenal who play beautiful football and Man City actually played the dirt game like really well as well because if you watch Man City play the before a team counter attacks they'll they'll foul the team in a position where um, the camera counter and the rest feels like ah well you know it's not that bad we'll we'll let we'll let you off with that one but in terms of Pulis we're defensively sound now we set up very well um, organized that's what you kind of want that's the basics that's the basics and we do them very very well and quite frankly his record speaks for itself and if we go up then happy days he'll probably fucking keep us there and then like fucking some 50 year old bloke who wants Dimmy and Ledbit are still playing they can just fuck off like I'm sick of him uh, that's the thing though like if we do go up I want Pulis in charge that's why I'm not Pulis out because if you want somebody to keep you up it would be Tony Pulis I know but, but then like some fans think that Dimmy should be playing over Randolph like don't get me wrong like we're, can't, we're part of, like, with Dimmy's a great restaurant and if you've ever been like it's unbelievable food like 
But if you're playing like football wise, like Randolph's better than me now. Uh, Clayton's better than Ledbetter like now. So why yeah, don't you? Why don't? Why don't you sit? Why don't you see that? And then like we have fans saying, "Oh, boys should be playing high pressing football." Why don't you try playing high pressing football for forty six games <laughs> of the forty six league games and then like cup games on top of that? It's so difficult to do, and fans don't realize that because they're sat in the stand. When you're playing the game and when you're managing the game, like you kind of understand it a little bit more. But I could rant on for hours like about this, and I don't know whether I should or not. But it's just I think Pulis doesn't deserve the criticism he gets at all. I don't think he should get it. Um, we're in a far posi- better position than we were a few years ago, and quite frankly, I actually enjoy his football sometimes. There, I admit, I admit, <laughs> I admit sometimes. Yes, styles not everything, but. No, but it does. It does have uh, similarities to Karanka, obviously coming in, you know, tightening it up. We, I think, we were speaking about it on the last podcast. You know, what I mean, I think it's, I guess, it's a bit more um, negative. People are a bit more negative towards it because it's, it's Tony Pulis doing that rather than, you know, Ayat Karanka. It was a bit different. Ayat Karanka mm-hmm. was an unknown quantity. He didn't. People didn't know what style um, yeah. he played when he when he first he was his first management job. Whereas Tony Pulis has been around doing it for years. So it's. There's a bit of a stigma attached to Pulis, so I think people can easily play on it more than we did with Karanka. So yeah. I agree with that because a lot of people think of Pulis as this, you know, dinosaur yeah. manager, and I think a lot of Borough fans tap into that and they can't get that out of the back of their minds when they think of him. Mm. So no matter what he does, he's always got that tag above his head of, of being this kind of old-fashioned long ball, you know, dinosaur yeah. kind of manager. But I mean, he, he's he's getting us the results, yeah. so. We don't even play that much long ball either. If, if you no, like, when watching the games, I can't really think of uh, what well, we do it quite a lot. Apart from I think Derby, where it was effective, um, and effective football wins matches. Um, he's obviously looked at the tactics and, and you, you're looking to try and how you know if you try and match Derby's style and it doesn't work. Mm. So obviously he, he looked at what we can yeah. do to try and do that. And we we were playing a few in that game, but in other games I've seen this season, it wasn't as wasn't as frequent, so yeah. Um, I don't think like, and there's people saying that Pulis is to blame for for attendances, and I don't think that's the case at all. Um, I think that's like more of a club issue. Um, like you said earlier, like you're paying thirty five quid. Yeah. Like if you if you don't if like, if you don't see them taking all the you're paying thirty five quid to go and don't get me wrong if you have like a couple of kids as well, you're like eighty quid a pocket. That's way too expensive. Yeah. Um, especially if we have like three games at home, like we have. I think yeah. it was three or four games at home. No one can afford that. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm lucky you've got season ticket, but like, not many people can afford. It. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a manager thing. That's I think that's a club thing rather than. I think that uh, happens though, doesn't it? It was uh, was it last season as well where it was like sort of twenty to twenty three um, up until you got sort of when we're still in that position when it's getting towards the business end and then people start going. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, what was the last few games like that Millwall game and, and stuff like at the end of last season it shot up to thought like 30,000 wasn't it that, that's, how it, that's how it's going to be um, because it's always done it when you, you're sort of going up and down the divisions and are you coming towards business end of the season like you know, if you're playing a home game on a Tuesday night in December and yeah you might be doing well in the league it's still putting people off it's coming up to Christmas it's a weather but you know towards the end of the season people are going to go and if you're basing it on last night as well it's you know that that's just because it's the league cup. Yeah. You know, next round there's going to be plenty more there, but the attendances for all the league cup games have been the same this season. And it's the same for all clubs. It's not a very high attended 
um, competition until it gets to the later rounds. So. I mean the attendances. Are, I think they've been steady this season. Yeah. Mm. I mean they've, they've. I don't think they've dipped below twenty. Not, not below twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's I quick. think they've been steady. I think the thing is, at the moment, it's the atmosphere. I think the atmosphere has been not as good as as previous seasons. This season and last season. That's the only issue for me. But in terms of attendances, I think it's been fine. I think it's just frustrations. I think. I mean, people are just frustrated that we didn't bring players in, and they've kind of thought. Oh well, it's all Pulis's fault because he hasn't brought in the right players. But why do, you, why do you think we struggle to bring in the players though? Because that I mean, we went after Balassi, I think Jason Punchin as well, and we mm. we didn't land any. I'm kind of miffed as to why that happened. I think it's a combination of a few things really. Um, it's as a it, as a player, you you think what player what manager's going to fit my style of football? Um, the location of what he's playing. I think there's not many things in Middlesbrough compared to. Where like Birmingham, where like Balassi's when it's close, it was family rather than where Middlesbrough is. Um, I don't think it's more of like a Tony Pulis issue. I think if you go on to Middlesbrough, uh, I think it's more of like a location thing, um, and I think that's kind of it. I don't like. I think financially wise, we can offer pe- we can offer players a lot more than what anyone else can. Um, I don't think it's style. Um, I think pure style is effective, and you have to get the right players to fit that certain style. You can't go and buy Bernardo Silva from Manchester City um, to fit a Tony Pulis team, so that probably wouldn't work. Um, but I think it's more down to location than anything. And don't get me wrong, I love where I live, but if someone said, "Yeah, oh well, if you're a footballer and you come from like if you're foreign, you're probably gonna think, oh well, I'm gonna probably choose London over over Middlesbrough, yeah, because you don't nothing's really here compared to." Like like London, Manchester, Birmingham, stuff like that. Just more cities. I think it's a, a concept a bit like how you were saying about winning games. Though you're not going to land every player just as much as you're not going to win every game because it's mm-hmm. there's a multitude of factors that go into both. Um, and like those factors that you've said, it's um, you know we've had some great transfer windows sometimes, and you think how the hell have we landed him? And then there's other ones, and you think how oh, have we landed nobody? But um, you know the club are probably working really hard behind the scenes. To, Try and do it, and we're unfortunate. I think it's down road. Is there anyone, any player, like you look at in that gen, in that in that like in the summer, who you think, oh maybe we should have gotten, or like maybe we've let we've let that one get away a little bit. Bakary Sako, yeah, transfer went to what was it West West Brom. West Brom. Yeah. I thought we should have signed him. Mm, I agree. I, I agree with Bakary Sako. Uh, I think he'd been great. I think Jason Punchin as well. Like I think like, he didn't play that well last night, Jason Punchin, but. I think we'll sign in January. I mean, just effective, yeah. Um, there's one deal that I'm kind of for. Um, I'm glad that we didn't do it. Um, and it's Albert Adorma. And I know that he's both looking at me thinking, you're a you dick. But um, I, I just don't think Albert Adorma has been a, a good deal. Um, he wanted to come in on a permanent contract. We only wanted a loan deal. Um, the thing is, if we were to bring Albert Adorma in and we got promoted, we'd just have to sell him again. And then it's another player that we can't sell, so we can't bring another target. Um, I think that's just frustrating. I think we probably did right. And he's also like 31, 32 as well. Um, I think, I even though I just said Jason Punch, might be a good signing, but um, I just don't know. I just think Albert Adorma would have been a, a, the right sign of us at this right time. I don't think he would have fitted Tony Pulis' style of football. Um, well, effective stuff. I don't think he's disciplined enough to, to play that style. Yeah. What about what about Waghorn? Then do you think that's 
What would you think of that one that got away? Or is it, um, glad he didn't sign him, judging on watching him on Saturday. And I don't know if you've seen any of the highlights of the Chelsea game last night as well, but he was sort of doing kind of the same with them. He was getting in behind and um, last night in the cup. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Who? Marty Wycorn. Oh, my Wycorn. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't watch the game, did I? Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. not my Wycorn. Well, uh, I mean, basing it as well off us playing them on, oh, on Saturday and stuff. Um, I didn't think he was that great against us. Uh, I thought Mason might run the game. Um, the, the, t- the two Chelsea lads, um, they, their lawn players were excellent at Derby. I thought they were, they were much better. They were quick off the ball. But as soon as we got, aggr- as soon as we got aggressive, though, they're quieting down and pure style. But I think Wagon. I was, you know what? When, when we were linked with him, I thought, yeah, all right, I'll take that. Um, he's 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 decent. Um, but then like I've watched him now, I'm thinking. Maybe you were just like a big fish in a small pond at Ipswich. Maybe that you were, you're not as good as we think you are. Um, but now it's going to be like a question of, oh well, who is good enough for Millsborough? Who is the right player for Millsborough Football Club, and who should we bring in? And then like you tell me that, I'm just like, I'm absolutely stumped. I have I have no idea, no idea, um, who we should bring in. January is going to be manic as well, isn't it? Because I don't think we're going to get anyone mm. as easily. Yeah. You know, because obviously there's players, there'll, there'll be players that we want, but they'll obviously be, you know, first teamers. We'll have to pay big money for them. We'll probably end up over paying for somebody. I hope we don't get them. I've been glad you already get them. I think there'll be, there'll be yeah. one. I, I think we'll we'll probably look for a kind of fringe player from a Premier League team like Jason Punchin, but it's going to be difficult in January. Probably more difficult than in mm. the summer, I think. Yeah. Um. Van Lepar was linked from yeah. Huddersfield as well. Mm. He's he's all right, but he's not like wants the play, wants the world alike. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's been starting as well for them. I um, check that, yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like I haven't seen him in, in many of the lineups to see, but he was quite a quite a regular last year. Um, I don't know whether the Pritchard's got his spot or whether Pritchard's been playing out left, but yeah, um, yeah, like you said, he, he's not one that's gonna maybe yeah. the world alike, but it, it could be effective. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like wingers, top of my head, who we could potentially get in. Um, don't get me wrong. I think we should put we should probably put Tav in there at some point. I think Braithwaite's gonna go. Um, he's gonna start playing better towards December. Then probably make his deal. Um, Downing's on like the back nine a little bit of his career. Like he's what I said, back nine, probably back five. Like he's he's not gonna be here much longer. Probably one more year, and he's probably gone. Um, so you're gonna to have to start looking at it, or either him, or well, either Chapman or Tav are gonna to have to fill that void very, very quickly. Um, but that puts a lot of pressure yeah. on their on their shoulders when, when, I mean, I know we were always saying about the uh, the starting thing, but if it's you're looking for them for the only creativity, then it can get a bit, you know, it can work negatively against them. So. Mm. A name's popped in my head, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Like it'll probably, but what about like Victor Moses? Chelsea he's 31 mm-hmm. he's just 30 um, not playing for Chelsea at the minute retired from international football get a look in might need to play on loan to get his career back on track Gaston Ramirez did it worked out but I get we need uh, to Gaston Ramirez don't we um, yeah, I it's, think it's okay that's probably a name that like, you probably won't come he's on 70 grand a week but I think yeah. it's also Ramirez I think at one point so um, I think he'd have to be willing to take a pay cut um one deal. I maybe. wouldn't imagine he would be. Yeah. <laughs> one deal. Could. 
Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It was just a name that popped in my head. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a bad shout. But um, yeah, I don't think. Uh, I, I don't know. I think we're a bit different. But where was um, was Ramirez actually coming from? Southampton at that time was he Hull? He'd already been on loan at Hull. I think he came from Southampton. He came from Southampton yeah. uh, so. on loan. Still big wages. He's on like seventy grand a week. It's a bit different, but I think um, it'd be almost like not like um, sort of impact, but the sort of dropping down. Um, similarity would be like Merson you know what I mean it's, it's someone coming from a top four Premier League club to, to Borough that's a bit unrealistic but. yeah it's true it's true but it's just like again like put a gun in your head who would you, who would you, who would you put in like who would you buy <laughs> it's like we've went through a list and haven't really paid off we've, um, we've exhausted it really haven't we? yeah, and that's it and I think when we, when we were, when I was away and we were like posting on like the page and we were saying oh like we're linked with this. I remember we put it up and we said we're linked the with fine, like, fine, well, yeah, 12 yeah. players yeah. and then get anyone in. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, boy, man. I was like, refresh my phone. I was like, come on, come on, like, come on, please bring someone in. Nah. That was an absolute disaster. That I was refreshing Twitter, like, mm. hoping somebody was going to kind of come up from nowhere. And we were just mightily unlucky, weren't we? Like, mm. we went after so many players and then we didn't end up with like half of them. You know what? Like, nah, it's, it's, it's never going to happen. But just, I wish we could turn back time a little bit and bring back the Dama Traore a little bit. Um, I just yeah. You know, yeah no, I miss the Dama. I was thinking it during the game against Derby. I was like, God, I miss the Dama. Well, he's he's just not watching him run. Just he's not playing. It's magic. He's not playing. <laughs> and, uh, I think that I think he started. The knee started with uh, dragged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, like I think that's. Naive that I think why Adam would even play for it. It's just the same reason why I always didn't play on the same as like an impact player, whilst Pulis kind of give him the confidence to, to kick on. But speaking of Pulis, um, returns to Britannia on Saturday, late kickoff, five thirty. Um, Stoke City away. Um, Stoke City have invested a lot in the in in the, in the summer. They've brought in Gary Rowett. Um, that kind of smells. A lot like Gary Monk and Borough from previous season. Yeah. Um, how do you think Stoke have done so far, um, and how do you think we should approach it going forward? I think they've been a bit. Well, I expected them to be up there with well, where we are. To be honest, I mean, thirteenth in the table, we're a little bit inconsistent. Um, the last four games, I think they've they haven't scored many, they haven't conceded many either, but. I'm quite surprised with them. I was expecting them to be right up there, but I do believe Tony Pulis has a decent record against his former teams. Touch wood, touch wood. Yeah, I, I think he does actually, but yeah, hopefully he can kind of continue that. If that is true and I haven't just poked it out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't choke on your drink. I know, yeah, I just needed yeah. a choke on my drink. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I, I, I was looking at a tweet today that was on about. Um, Pulis obviously this season up against his last two clubs and it, it's so totally Pulis to have beat uh, West Brom and Palace both 1-0 <laughs> so I'd, I'd take another 1-0 win um, I think it but, will be I yeah. think it will be nil down 1-0 or 1-1 yeah um, I looked at the past few results um, of Stoke and they haven't I think it was in um, in each of the last five games that's um, been under 2.5 goals so it sounds a bit like Borough so it's got a low scoring game mm all over Written it all um, so it could be a nil nil one one nil either way um, you know I looked as well we're joint top um, for points away from home as well this season so we do play well away um, 
and that's where our wins have been in the past few weeks as well, hasn't it? So, you know, I, I'd fancy us to, to come away from that 1 0. Um, but as you were obviously saying about them investing heavily, some of the players they have, when you look on paper, FOB, Ince, Sperrino, Allen, and then you've even got James, I think in the last game, James McLean. Bojan and Crouch are sat on the bench. They can't even get on the pitch. So it's, That's you know, what I mean, it's uh, they've got a good team on paper. Um, they could start swinging some consistency together. Uh, they've been a bit inconsistent, but they've got the team where if it clicks, they could really, you know, go on a run. Because I think before the start of the season, they were tipped um, everywhere to be to be going up as in the top two, um, and they just haven't performed that level yet. So. No, um, I think it's spot on everything that you have both said. Really, it's 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 a weird game, but it's like it would be typical Borough to go there on Saturday and get absolutely twatted, and then their season starts. And I think yeah. I think we've got to be careful about it. Um, yeah. Without without Daniel Ayala, um, so I'm expecting probably Danny Bat or um, Dale Fry to to come in. Um, what's your thoughts? I know I've said it before. What's your thoughts on like Danny Ayala as a player? Um, do you like him? Are you scared by him, or are you just what's your thoughts? Because he, he he is like divided a little bit, but it's like more of like a major, small majority of like twenty five to seventy five. Seventy five, absolutely love him. Twenty five percent think he's shaky. Um, yeah. I'm in that twenty five. Think he's shaky. But who, what do you think about Danny Ayala? <laughs> Puts the shits up me sometimes. I mean, especially from corners, he's you know he grapples with everybody. I'm surprised he hasn't conceded more penalties than he has. Um, Seems to always get away with it, doesn't he? He does. I don't know, <laughs> Quite I don't luckily. know what he's got on the referees, but he, he just <laughs> seems to kind of get away with it, like I said. But no, I mean, he, he can easily be one of the best, well, I think he's one of the best uh, defenders or has been in recent years in the Championship, but he can easily just have an absolute stinker. Mm. That's that's how kind of extreme he can be. He can go from having like one of the best games of his career to having one of the worst. Yeah. He'd be like really, really solid and then really shaky the next game. Like bipolar a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, uh, I think the same. I, I do like him, um, and maybe that's you know sentiment coming in because he's probably one of the longest serving players at the yeah. moment. Um, yeah, I, I can agree that he's shaky, but I do, I do still like the guy. I think he's got a lot of class, and I think I think I just like that that he's. He's like a Spanish adopted tea cider, and he's just, he's just so not he's so not Spanish, even though he's Spanish. He's just like he's just, he's just like Flint in the way he's just like a meathead, just like yeah, roughing people off the ball. So I know the word meathead in so long. <laughs> first thing that popped in my head with him, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't mind him. Um, he, he like you said, he plays well majority of the time more than not um, he's a solid defender um, bit of entertainment value there you go there's some entertainment value for the people that say there's no entertainment if he does something a bit rough he's so. 35 quid's for and take that and, uh, 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 but about Ayala how do you think we should, how do you think we should sell how do you, who do you think should play who do you think should be on the bench who do you think should be in the stands um, who do you think should not even travel and who do you think we should release immediately so <laughs> um, who do you think we should uh, should start on Saturday against Stoke? Open question. Yeah, do you want to go, Danny? Uh, oh, do you want me to go through the, the full team? Hundred percent. Let's do it. Let's right. do it. <coughs> it's going to be a Lana four, three, Sorry, three. Go Randolph. Yeah. Course. No, throw Dave from Hartlepool in there just to please the <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Four kids. Uh, <laughs> so Some guy in the, the north stand that's uh, annoyed he's not playing. No, Randolph, um, 
Yeah. Back four of McNair, Ayala, Flint and Friend. And then obviously Clates. Oh, what did you say Ayala? Oh shit, oh, yeah, 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 this... So Yeah, that's a difficult one actually because I thought Bart was really, really good. <coughs> I thought Bart was brilliant. I thought yeah. he was excellent, slotted in nicely. Um, I don't know, I, I think based off that, coming off the back of that game, I'd have to say Danny Bart. I, I completely <laughs> forgot that, uh, that Ayala was... Ba- suspended. You literally just said it as well. Based on his performance, I think uh, Dale Fry should play instead of Danny Bart. <laughs> um, right, but that's your, your back five. Well, it'll be Randall. She count, I was counting Randall first. Back four. Three in midfield. Uh, Clit, Bessic, and I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball in there down in centre mid. Cause he, I think he played there earlier on in the season, didn't he? I really like down in centre midfield. Yeah. I think it suits him at this stage mm. of his career, to be honest. Hasn't, hasn't got the legs. Just ping a ball from 30, 40 yards, mm. separate play. Yeah, not bad at that at all. Yeah, and then uh, front three of Tav, Braithwaite, even though I don't really like Braithwaite out wide, but kind of have to put it in, put him in there. Um, and then a Sambalonga up front. And a Sambalonga. The boy that doesn't get. <laughs> the boy that everyone slags off. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll come on to Brett Sambalonga before we, we go off the podcast, but Elliot. What, your team? Um, it's quite difficult. I was thinking it in my head while Dana was saying it there, and then each time I was doing it, it was missing out to when I'd want in. So, because um, I want, I was going to go with a back three, but then no. I know it's going to miss somebody. So was out. I. I um, so I think, I think I'm going to have to go back four as well. So I, yeah, I'll go Randolph and goal. Um, so I, wrote, I already wrote Randolph down with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, seen you writing it so. <laughs> Dim it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry, um, sorry, I love your restaurant. Sorry. But I'll uh, I'll go with the back four, but I'll put Fry in there. Right back, Fry. Uh, instead of back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the same as Dan as the other people. Um, so McNair, McNair, um, Fry, Flint, Flint, and Flint, Flint, and friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll go with Clates, just in front of them. Um, I'll then go with... Um, I'd go with House and Bessage. Okay. Um, see, it's difficult. Because um, I want to leave down and out, but I don't want to leave them out at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah. Side. <laughs> I'd go with the Sambalonga up top um, and then I'll go with it just looks like it's on the Bills team anyway if I go with Down and Braithwaite there's not much difference but I really want Tav in there and I really want a few others um, yeah I'll go with that but then I'd see my we'll get the score predictions in a bit but the two players who I think narrowly missed out who I'd like to have in there somewhere but it doesn't really work because you need more players on the pitch <laughs> is I'd like Tav and I'd like Estead as well um, so you know what's really interesting now we spoke about this player earlier in the podcast Lewis Wing and he doesn't feature in your 11 <laughs> yeah I think that was coming to what Dana said though about the, the minutes um, so I think I'd have, him, I'd have him on the bench definitely to be fair like players, a lot of players play two games in a week um, based on his performance I think he should be in the squad and should be in the 11 um, but I don't think he will be uh, I think that's just because we got Bezic or more experience in there. Um, my eleven, I think I would put Randolph in goal. I'd go over back three. I'd play um, Danny Bart, Flint, and Friend. 
No, Danny Bart, Flynn and Fry. Uh, I'm going to have to write it down because I will probably forget. Randolph, uh, Flynn, Bart and Fry. And then probably... I'll probably play uh, four midfield. I'll put Clayton like sitting. Then you've got... Oh, no, I'll play five midfield, actually. I'm going to play five midfield. Um, I'd put House in there. And I'd say Bezic, but... Um, if I could, I'd put wing instead of Bezic. I'd put wing instead of House. So I'll put wing instead. Clayton, wing, and Bezic. Um, on the wings, put Downing. Tav on the other side. And up front, I'd have a really good stand and Brett Sambalonga. 3 5 2. Wing, smack the balls in. So that I, I would leave out Braithwaite. I'd also leave out Housen. So I'm just thinking there then, wouldn't um, Downing and have be wing backs mm-hmm. rather than because obviously you don't have McNair and Friend in there you've got them as a wing back I think Downing could probably do that role but would you trust have to do that role mm, I think so I, well he's going to have to learn eventually isn't he um, yeah. I don't I don't yeah against it, against a quite sort of yeah. well, they haven't been scoring a lot but names on paper they've got quite good attacking players so yeah I, I, get, I get that I get that, but that's, that's what I was trying to go with when I was doing it. But then it's at the same time, it, yeah, this is quite an imbalance, I think, to the squad. And yeah. I think that's why my, my team sort of came out like that when I want other players in as well. We could change it, we could change it to a, like a 3 4 1 2. And then you go and you have like you Flint, say Ayala and Fry at the back, then you've got Clayton, um, Clayton and Bezic holding the play, and then you've got like Tav in front. Then you've got Dallin on the left, Braithwell on the right if you want him. Um, or the opposites, and then you've got the two centre forwards. It's hard, isn't it? It's, it's, it's hard, yeah. It's hard, because, I mean, wing after that goal, and after that performance, and then Tav as well, like to see him at least in the squad. I know Lewis Wing's been a bit kind of stuck between, because I know he was, I think Derby game, he was, um, or it might be Rotherham actually, he was warming up, kind of running up and down the, the pitch before kickoff, so he's kind of he's part of that kind of three players that mm-hmm. are not on the bench but they're still in the squad yeah. so he's kind of in between but that it's hard, it's hard to pick because I mean you don't want to leave Downing out either because he's been good this season and then Braithwaite he has the potential but he's just not been performing I'd drop Braithwaite, I yeah. mean yeah I would, I'd drop Braithwaite because I just don't think he hasn't like set the world like since 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 September's well, since September struck, it's been a shadow, complete shadow of what he was uh, before the international break. Um, we probably, I wish we kind of got rid of him a little bit. I know obviously we didn't because we couldn't bring anyone in, but I think we should probably get rid of him in January if his performance don't improve anyway. But then again, who would want him? So, uh, but move on. Britta Sombalonga, fifty goals in I think it's a hundred and something games. Starting gets a lot of criticism. Uh, it's the same criticism that Negredo got, um, even though Negredo was absolutely starved of service. Similar to Britta Sambalonga. So I think he is a bit. Do you think criticism of Britta Sambalonga is a bit unfair? Bear in mind, top scorer. Yeah, um, I think it's a bit unfair because we don't really play to his strengths. We were saying that when we were at the game together on uh, last Saturday. Um, you know, the way. Um, in which 
he's been used to playing and I don't know the way he plays best is when he's getting sort of fed in behind the ball along the floor um, and I guess we were resorted um, we were on about the long ball thing earlier we were resorted to long balls with Derby because I mean there's a fine line again between long balls and, and clearances quite a few clearances <laughs> um, so but obviously um you know, it was going over the top of him, and he, and he was he was trying, but um, he's not massively tall either. He he was using his physicality um, to try and win it. Um, I think he got through on one occasion, but he was sort of pushed out wide a little bit. Um, but yeah, we we don't we don't play with strengths, um, and that's because of the like I said, the imbalance of the squad and the other players that we do and don't have. So um, yeah, I mean, as much as um, it was all over the place under Monk, we we were playing with strengths then. Um, and he, that's why he banged in more goals. Uh, but I, I'd still play him because he, I think he's much more prolific than the other strikers that we have. There's a stat here as well from Borough Farm. He scored 11 goals in 23 matches under Gary Monk, 9 in 40 under Tony Pulis. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that says everything, doesn't it? I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, I'd hate to be British on longer in this Borough team. I really would. I think he he just has a hard time. There's just no service. At least, I mean, I know under Gary Monk, our defensive stability kind of fell apart a little bit. But, you know, offensively, you know, we, we helped Asomba longer. I don't think he gets any help whatsoever. I do feel sorry for him because every time I watch him, he just gets frustrated. He mm. just cuts a frustrated figure every time I watch him play. And Mike Elliott said we don't play it with strengths. Yeah. And that stat shows it. No, he's a boss spawn. And again, it all comes down to style, it all comes down to imbalances, and it all comes down to just a variety of different figures um, as to why he's not probably scoring as many as he should be. But then again, who would score goals in this team? Um, especially when you don't have like the wingers that we kind of touched on. Um, score predictions as we kind of round things off a little bit. Yeah, um, so I think um, I went with a, a scorer as well because I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think we're going to come away with it 1-0. I think uh, Tony's going to get a 1-0 against another one of his clubs. He hasn't actually beat them, I say, today. He hasn't beat Stoke with either West Brom or Palace when he went back there. I think he Ooh. said he... I think it was it twice, I think? Or three times, but either won, I think he won one or lost two. Um, but I think I'm going for 1-0. And the score I went with Gested. I know I didn't put him in my starting lineup, but that's why I was close to doing it. But I think um, I think he'll come on, and I think he'll be the one to, to get the goal. Still the backside and going probably. Yeah, it is. No, I think it's going to be like um, you know that goal uh, the start of last season where he played Sheffield United, and it was just kind of that header from the edge of the box and <laughs> loop the goal kick. It's going to be something like that where it's yeah. I think that's what he's going to do. I think he'll, he'll come on for um, Brithwood. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go one, one all I think that what you've just said about his record against Stoke see I thought his record I think of late against his former team former clubs has been yeah. relatively good yeah it's, yeah it's been good against his former clubs overall but I think when he's just went back to, to Stoke so when he's sort of been West Brom manager I mean yeah West Brom manager in the back of Palace is not right but just when he was being, went back to Stoke he hasn't done as a one. Well, I think with that in mind, I'm gonna go one all. I'll go well, okay. And oh, who's gonna score? I'm gonna go. I think Brit. I'm gonna go Brit. 
Brooks on Luongo Yuvan with Gusted. And he's going to do his Mbappe celebration that everybody seems to be doing now, even Mo Pesic. I don't get it. It's do the worst. Why just. You know what I really like? I really like the Balotelli celebration where like, not, where you just stand there, yeah. three scored, like, aftermath type <laughs> celebration. Every time I score, if you've seen it on our page, I don't celebrate any t- anything, even I love the goalkeeper from halfway. Just, just <laughs> throw it there. Um, um, but, so our score prediction, nil nil. No, I don't think it'd be 0-0. I think, it's, I know what we bought, everyone's saying that it's going to be a low scoring game. You watch it be like a 5-3 thriller, a thriller yeah. or something, and like four red cards, streakers, uh, the, the lights go off, the lot, um, this guy comes, no, I think, I was prone, I was going to say one, no, a little bit, to stalk, no, I'm trying, <laughs> um, I, I don't know, I really don't know, and I, I normally, I'm kind of like, quite good with these, um, I remember mean, when you used to text me about betting tips and stuff, but what would you be your yeah. score prediction? Um, yeah. I'm going to say a 2 0, boy. I am, and I think we'll probably score with Randolph and Friend. Uh, no, I think. I, think uh, I was going to actually say, I think Randolph's going to score. But, um, I have a funny feeling that if Wings in the, in the squad, He's gonna come on and score. So I'm a feeling. But I also think it's um I think Downham might score as well. I think two 0 down in the wing. Um if we were to to win two 0 but that's if he's in the squad. If he's not in the squad, I'll probably say Brits on the longer. Um so let's round things off. That's everything done. Unless you've got another topic that you you wanna mention. I was just gonna point out quickly, um, when we were about sort of inconsistency, um, and then coming back to like how tight the league is. So they are Technically, in the bottom half, they're on th- uh, the 13th, um, but they're on 20 points. So we're third on 27. So it goes to show, and I think Sheffield Sh- 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 at the top on 29. So it's like yep. nine points between first and 13th. So it, it just goes to show you that they haven't been, they're not a million miles off it. Um, and if they put a run together, they could well be up there. So it's, it's still a game to be feared, as, as you're pointing out. I think it's like five, isn't it? Like four, four points that separate the, from fifth to the 12th, I think, fifth. Yeah, I don't know. Crazy, we'll have to look at the stat. But as we round up, uh, imbalanced Borough will go to Stoke on Saturday, um, hoping for the three points. But if we don't, it's always Pulis's fault anyway. Um, <laughs> so this is the Borough Breakdown podcast. I'm Johnny Bullock. I'm with Dan. I'm with Elliot Venice. Thanks for listening. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. Emerson! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.